The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When we experience loss or grief, our soul seeks answers to the questions, How will I respond? What do I do now? Welcome to A Light for the Soul That Weeps with your host, Dayton Ann Williams. You are beginning a journey of understanding how choosing your thoughts inspires your feelings and transforms your life. To guide you, here is Dayton Ann Williams. Welcome and thank you for joining in our third installment of our Moving Forward series as we discuss moving forward from bereavement. Our guest this evening is Gary Rowe. And Gary is an Amazon bestseller writer. He's a speaker and he's a chaplain for Hospice Brazos Valley. He is a man whose heart is passionately dedicated to helping others not only heal, but thrive. And he understands experientially that we have all been wounded. Yet healing is possible and living an authentic life is within our power. So please join me in welcoming Gary Rowe. Gary, welcome. Hi, Dayton. Thank you. Glad to be here. Oh, Gary, it is truly an honor to have you join us this evening. I'm so excited. And share about your work and mission to serve not only those who are healing from bereavement, but healing beyond any experience that has affected them as they move towards becoming you know, their authentic selves. So would you please begin by sharing a little about your personal experiences with grief and loss and your journey and how you got started with this work. You bet. It's, um, I, I guess my first experience with lost Dayton, um, uh, sadly to say, really occurred through um, three years of childhood sexual abuse, um, mm-hmm. re- really early on, even, even before age six. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people don't think about that as a grief issue or a loss, but mm-hmm. it is. It's, it's a loss of relationship with the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a loss of um, childhood in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Yes. Um, and then after that, um, the first loss in terms of death, I remember, is uh, I have a brother who's 14 years older than I am. He's my only mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. And um, when he was in late high school, early college, he had a girlfriend who died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember her, Dayton, but mm-hmm. um, I remember when he got the call. Um. And I, I remember the atmosphere in mm-hmm. a home. It mm-hmm. was like this, this cloud just suddenly um, went through our home. And and that began a series of losses, really, for my brother. Um, That was during the Vietnam War, Mm. and he he had a number of friends that were drafted right out of high school. Mm -hmm. And there were two friends in particular uh, that I remember um, gave their lives in the Vietnam War. And when we Mm. heard about that, again, I remember that that feeling, that, that intense feeling of, of grief in our yeah. home about yeah. that. 
Then after that, um, my my parents, the, the marriage was not good. It was volatile, um, and uh, eventually there was a separation. There was a divorce, um, mm-hmm. and so there was a loss there for me of a whole lot of things. Back when divorce was still somewhat uncommon, you know, right. in, in the seventies, right. and that was followed. I. I Ended up living with my dad after that and having, honestly, six great months with my dad. It Mm. was calm. It was peaceful. um, We were pretty well connected. And then Mm. my dad, very suddenly, died of a heart attack right in front of me. Oh, Um, no. Now, he he didn't die immediately. Um, His heart did stop. They resuscitated his heart, but there was never any consciousness or brain activity that could be measured. So they put him on machines, and, you know, they kept his body alive for a week. And then I was part of the process of giving my permission to turn off the machines. And um, then after that loss, I moved back in with my mom, but she was already really struggling, and very quickly I lost her to mental illness, not in terms Mm. of the death, Mm -hmm. but um, she left. Mm-hmm. And I ended up moving in with another family, and really being with that other family really changed the trajectory of my life. But all of the losses that I've just listed there occurred for me by the age of 15. Mm. And so it kind of set the stage for me that I knew already, wow, uh, life is tough. And, yeah. and it's really a series of losses, and I cannot stop these losses from coming Mm-hmm. So, therefore, how I deal with these losses is going to be really, really important. And that, that, I think, led me into a life of really wanting to help hurting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, every place I've gone, every place I've um, worked, I always seem to be drawn to hurting people. I eventually got into ministry right after college and uh, served as a college minister, uh, a missionary in Japan, and then pastored mm. three churches before getting into hospice work. And when the hospice chaplain position became available, I went for that immediately because I knew I'd always had a heart and interest in the whole area of grief, death, mm-hmm. and dying. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Um Excuse me, Gary, that, that really touched me, so I'm, oh, I have to take a breath here. Um, <laughs> what you have accomplished and the work you do, um, that's truly inspiring. Um, before we began talking about moving forward from bereavement, um, would you please share a little about the bereavement services that hospice offers to yeah. the members of the communities that it serves? Be glad to. And... You know, that's, that's the key statement for me that hospice offers to the communities that we serve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't speak for all hospices, but I will speak for, for Hospice Brazos Valley, and I know we're not unusual in this, mm-hmm. in that, you know, uh, someone does not have to have had a relative or a friend on our hospice service for them to benefit from our bereavement services. Uh, We are there for our community, um, whatever the grief need might happen to be. And we offer a range of services. Uh, Of course, we're available by phone. 
Uh, we're available for individual one-on-one um, care meetings, counseling meetings, uh, bereavement help. We have support groups of various kinds, uh, from kind of a, a generic loss support group to mm-hmm. a widows and widowers group to mm-hmm. uh, loss of parents and, and those kinds of things. We have grief mm-hmm. support available. Um, for kids and teens in terms of we, we kind of have people that specialize in that mm-hmm. area that mm-hmm. can talk with kids and talk with with teens as needed. And so um, hospice, in terms of bereavement, is not just about our patients and our families, although, of course, we focus there. Sure. But it's really sure. about the communities that we are in because we recognize that um, grief is a huge issue. And yes. uh, for me personally... Uh, I often say, I believe every issue is a grief issue. (laughs) (laughs) Almost almost everything that we struggle with can be related to how we have dealt or not dealt with some kind of loss in our life. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. just not death. That, that, Mm. That covers a whole uh, plethora of other kinds of losses as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Gary, these services, they uh, are still free to the uh, yes. public, right? Yes, yes. okay. Yes, okay. they are free to the public. We're here, for, we're here to serve. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Okay, um, let's get into it. Let's talk about grief, and let's talk about it in general. What is it, and how does it work, Gary? Okay. I, I guess if I had to define grief... Um, on my own, from my own personal experiences and professional experience, it would be something like grief is our natural response, the natural response of our whole person to a loss. And by our whole person, I mean, you know, our mind, our body, our soul, um, how we respond to something that happens that's beyond our control where something precious is taken from us. Mm. Whether it be a person, a job, a friend, Mm -hmm. whether it be a move uh, somewhere else, whether it be a relational change in Mm -hmm. terms of um, an an estrangement or a separation, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it be divorce, loss of a pet, uh, Mm -hmm. or or major disappointment. And, And then a loss that I'm very familiar with, my really first loss, is losses due to abuse. Um, mm. When abuse occurs, there's loss that occurs because it's loss of an idyllic relationship, the relationship we hoped for. Um, right. And so, really, grief is our natural response to a loss, and how we respond to it is very important because it's there. I mean, it's always there, and it's right. always taking place in our life. Right, right. I thank I thank you for that, Gary, because it 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 puts grief in perspective. We're we're talking about bereavement, but put any other loss in mm. the sentence that we're talking about, and it pertains. So, um, I've got we've got just about a minute before we go to break. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask one more question. I'm really appreciating this. So, Gary, I've heard it said that to heal in your grief, you must honor and embrace, not avoid the pain. Because it, it's helpful in our future in establishing in our attention to heal. So please share with us why you believe the 
that it's so important to set our intent that way. Yes, I, I believe that uh, you know healing is a choice, mm-hmm. and um, we it, we must make it a priority. I mean, it must be intentional on our part. Simply going with the flow mm-hmm. will probably wind us up someplace where we don't want to be. And everything that we do in life that that has really mattered to us mm-hmm. has been intentional on our part. We made a choice somehow to get there or to experience that or to get into that relationship or get out of that relationship. So healing is the same way. I I really believe it must be an intentional choice because ultimately life really is all about choices. Oh, Gary, thank you for saying that. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I appreciate that. Okay, the time to take a short break is approaching. And when we return, Gary and I will continue with our discussion of moving forward from bereavement. And I encourage you to access Gary's website, www.garyroe.com, and learn more about Gary and his offerings. It will inspire you, for his website offers a wealth of information and encouragement that will help you understand why Gary believes that healing is closer than we think. And you will understand the power and authenticity of love. This is Dayton Ann Williams with my guest, Gary Rowe. And you are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please stay tuned. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Prime Purpose Coaching will assist you in creating a path to freedom through answering the questions of your soul. How do I move through the pain of loss or grief? How do I move forward and create an abundant life for me? At Prime Purpose Coaching, we have made this journey ourselves, and it would be our privilege to guide you. To learn more, please visit www.primepurposecoaching.com. We look forward to walking with you on your journey to healing. Tune in to Embrace Your Inner Self and Empower Yourself with host Sangeeta Patel. This is the show you've been waiting for. It's about moving forward with relationships, money, emotional healing, and meditation. How do you remove energy blockages from your body? You'll learn about this as well as exploring how the yin and yang works to balance your life. Sangeeta and her guests are here to discuss your personal blueprint to a better life. Listen Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps with your host, Dayton Ann Williams. To reach the show today, please call 1 888 
888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dayton at PrimePurposeCoaching.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. With me this evening is my guest, Gary Rowe. And Gary is an Amazon bestseller writer, a speaker, and a chaplain for Hospice Brazos Valley. Gary is known for his statement, healing is closer than we think. And it is a privilege. It's an honor to have Gary with us as he brings his unique expression of healing and authenticity. So let's continue with our discussion of moving forward from bereavement. Gary, um, I have heard it said that people do not get over grief or recover from grief. They learn to reconcile themselves to it. A return to the normalcy, you know, you had four is not possible. You will be changed by the experience of grief. And I would appreciate your thoughts on this statement. Yes, um, I totally agree. I, I, you know, so often grief is seen as something negative rather than something natural. Mm. And um, mainly because we don't want it. I mean, who really wants to experience <laughs> right. grief? You, right. you know, who, who says, wow, sign me up for that? But, <laughs> but uh, at the same time, very little growth occurs in our lives without some kind of uncomfortability, at least, okay. if, not, if not pain. And, you know, that we never stop grieving. Well, no, we don't, because the losses never stop coming. Mm-hmm. And even as we heal, um, the scars remain. And, you know, life bumps into us. You know, life bumps those scars. And just like a surgery scar, you know, even one, and, and I have three or four from 20-year-old surgeries, that if you bump me right there, uh-huh. um, I'm going to feel it in ways that I don't feel getting bumped in other places. Wow. It, 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 just, it just hurts. Uh-huh. And we, an example is, if we stop grieving, then that means we have the ability to get over someone if we Mm -hmm. lose someone. And that's just Mm -hmm. not possible. We were never meant to get over someone. You just get through that time Mm -hmm. in the healthiest way possible. Uh, Another way I've heard it said is, you know, um, when you lose a loved one, it's like having a broken leg. And you learn to dance again, but Mm. it's not the same. Mm. It's just not the same. You learn to dance with a limp. You learn to live life with this hole in your heart that is reserved for that person that left or that died or mm-hmm. that um, disappeared, you know, whatever, whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. So, no, we, ne- we never stop grieving. Um, we simply cope, compensate, heal, and lean forward. And as we heal, we grow. Mm. Okay, that's beautiful. Thank you. You know, Gary, one of the challenges with bereavement, especially in the early stages, are the waves of grief mm. and how they come. And mm-hmm. not the most opportune moment. Uh, it's not always convenient. For example, you know, you're at work 
Mm-hmm. So what are some things that we can do to help ourselves at these times? Oh, that, that's so important, Dayton. I'm glad you're touching on that because, um, uh, you know, we have this idea until we've been through significant grief that when people grieve, they get it all out at the funeral <laughs> and then they're done. And uh, we know that it's not that way. We have these grief spikes, these grief bursts, these grief waves. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're tsunamis, you know. They just just knock us senseless sometimes. And, And the first thing that I would say is be as real as you can be. Mm. Now, having said that, let's say you're at work. Mm-hmm. What in the world do you do when you get hit by a tsunami at work? Well, right. if you can possibly excuse yourself at that moment, go to the restroom, go mm-hmm. to the break room, go to your car, mm-hmm. um, and let it out and really feel what's going on. That's optimal. I, mm-hmm. Of course, I recognize that that's not always optimal. Let's say you're in a conference call or you're in a meeting and that hits. Mm-hmm. Then it's one of those things where, goodness, for the sake of your job, you almost have to be inauthentic. You know, yeah. you have to, uh, you have to stuff it. <laughs> but um, make the commitment that if that's the case, at the first available opportunity after that meeting is over, you get to your car, you get to the restroom, you get to someplace private, and you try to reconnect with that tsunami. Mm. or with that grief spike, and really feel what was going on there. Because the basic rule of grief is whatever we stuff gets buried to surface later mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so be as real and authentic as you can be, but mm-hmm. be flexible and be very, very nice to yourself. You're going to need it. Oh, I like that. I like that. Gentleness is the watchword is, mm. is what I'd like to say. Thank you. That's beautiful. So, Gary, grief has been identified in three in the form of three stages. Shock, uh, disorganization, and then reorganization. So, please share with us about these stages and their associated feelings. Mm. You bet. That the first stage, shock. It's mm. exactly what it sounds like. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we we've been hit. We're stunned. Um, it, it's like everything is moving in slow motion, almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, everything is surreal. It's the it's the feeling numb. And, uh, you know, part of the feelings that go along with that, I think, I think there's anxiety that goes along with that yes. because we, we don't quite know what to make of that. Right. Uh, we, we, we don't know what to do. We know it's, it's not the normal thing. And our, our world has been upended, and we don't know how, how to deal with it. And that, that sort of kind of dovetails into the second stage of disorganization, which is, you know, our world is different now. Things mm-hmm. have been upended. And uh, we, we have to find a way, goodness, how in the world are we going to accept this new reality that we've mm-hmm. got? And the, the only way we begin to accept that new reality is really begin to feel the loss. And that's really, to me, the major part of that disorganization phase where everything has changed is you experience and work through the pain of the grief 
And mm-hmm. the biggest part of that are these roller coaster emotions, up, yeah. down, all around. You know, yeah. I had a, <laughs> I had a, um, in my work in hospice, I had a um, wife once. Her, hus- her husband was our patient, and she said to me, "You know, when did they offer the roller coaster training? Because I missed that." <laughs> And it really is. And roller coasters are designed to be pretty short-lived. Yeah. It's pretty hard to ride a roller coaster long-term. Yeah. But grief is different. It's like riding a roller coaster long-term. Mm-hmm. And so you have to figure out a way to manage the emotions in the midst of this very long roller coaster ride. And that leads to that third stage of reorganization, um, you know, I tend to call it rebuilding, where mm. it, it's almost like up until that point, first you're stunned, mm-hmm. and then secondly, uh, it's like you're driving a car and you're looking in the rearview mirror, and mm-hmm. it, you're looking at what happened, how, how did that happen, how did that happen, did this mm-hmm. really happen, and, but life continues to happen, and as you're looking in the rearview mirror, life bumps into you and it hurts. Mm-hmm. And over a period of time, you begin to rebuild and slowly begin to turn your attention from the rearview mirror to gazing through the windshield again, oh. adjusting to living without that person that you love so much. And it's not moving on without them. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. It's, it's really learning to move on with them, but mm-hmm. in a new way somehow, mm-hmm. and and really beginning to... Look at life again, consider the future again, and to really think about moving forward. Okay, I like that. And that that's a perfect beginning for my next question. What are your thoughts regarding feelings of disloyalty as we mm-hmm. move along our path of healing? Mm-hmm. I've heard some call this joy guilt. Mm-hmm. And what are some things that we can do when these feelings arise? Yes. First of all, we need to recognize that these feelings are natural. Um, uh, There is a part of us that feels like if we have any joy at all, we're somehow dishonoring the Mm -hmm. one who passed Mm -hmm. or that we're abandoning them somehow, Mm -hmm. leaving them them behind. Um, Now, it's a little more complicated if the relationship was not what we wanted it to be. Um, but if the relationship was good, mm-hmm. then one of the simplest ways to do, it is, to do this is just detach for a minute and say, now, wait a minute. In, in my case, going all the way back to 15 and my dad, mm-hmm. what would my dad want for me? Right, right. You know, well, my dad would want me to be happy. My mm-hmm. dad would want me to experience joy. My dad would want me to remember him. Yes. Mm-hmm. My dad would want me to probably talk about him. Mm-hmm. Or I would certainly want to do that. But my dad would not want me to put my life on hold because he's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad would want me to live my life knowing that he loves me and that he's, he's proud of me. So part of that is if the relationship is good, think about, you know, what would they want? They would surely want us to be happy. They would surely want us to um, experience joy. Now, if the relationship wasn't good then it's a little more complicated. And we have to realize, again, life is really about more than our grief. Mm -hmm. Um, It can seem like it's all about our grief, but 
it's really not. And there's still life out there to be experienced. Beautiful. Thank you, Carrie. Mm. The time to take a short break is approaching. And when we return, Gary and I will continue with our discussion of moving forward from bereavement. I encourage you to access Gary's website, www.garyroe.com, and learn more about Gary and his offerings. And it will inspire you and encourage you, and you will understand why Gary believes that healing is closer than we think. This is Dayton Ann Williams with my guest, Gary Rowe, and you are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant, Dietta Jones and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Prime Purpose Coaching will assist you in creating a path to freedom through answering the questions of your soul. How do I move through the pain of loss or grief? How do I move forward and create an abundant life for me? At Prime Purpose Coaching, we have made this journey ourselves, and it would be our privilege to guide you. To learn more, please visit www.primepurposecoaching.com. We look forward to walking with you on your journey to healing. Tune in every week for the Wellness Lounge, a step further with host Desiree Watson. Our program empowers you to incorporate a wellness lifestyle into your life, supported by a diverse selection of guests, including physicians, athletes, and education and government professionals. While helping you realize the connection between mind, body, and spirit, you'll achieve a personal edge in injury avoidance, stress management, and personal development. The Wellness Lounge, a step further, airs Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment, and Saturdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps with your host, Dayton Ann Williams. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 9141. You may also send an email to Dayton at PrimePurposeCoaching.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. With me this evening is my guest, Gary Rowe. And Gary is an Amazon bestseller writer, a speaker, and a chaplain for Hospice Brazos Valley. Gary is known for his statement, healing is closer than we think. And it is 
an absolute privilege to have Gary with us as he brings his unique expression of healing and authenticity. So let's continue with our discussion of moving forward from bereavement. So Gary, grief affects us cognitively, emotionally, Mm -hmm. physically, socially, and spiritually. And I would like to take some time and talk about each one of these areas. And I'd like to begin with cognition. Mm-hmm. I, I recall, and quite vivid, really, how there were times I felt I was literally going insane. Uh, and many do not realize how deeply and significantly grief can affect us. Mm-hmm. And it's been said that the brain is the control center of our bodies. So how does grief affect a person's thinking? Massively. Um, (laughs) You know, the, the, the way I like to put it is every person operates on a sort of, and, and I'm simplifying here down to, um, Let's call it rationality and emotion for a moment. Uh, All of us have a balance with regard to that. You know, the old term of some of us are thinkers and some of us are feelers. Um, So one person might operate normally on 60% rationality, 40% emotion. Another person might have that Mm flip-flopped. Well, when loss occurs and when a death occurs, it upsets that normal equilibrium that a person Mm -hmm. has. And Mm -hmm. it shifts the pendulum radically to the emotional side of things mm-hmm. to where um, most people in grief may be operating on 90% emotion, but they don't know that, so they think they're having rational thoughts. Oh, <laughs> but, right. But, right. but the reality is uh, that they may, they may not be. And uh, I guess I could say rational thinking gets squeezed when you're in okay. grief. Okay. It, it okay. gets squeezed down to um, it's not what it was. This is this is why we say in hospice, you know, watch out making any major decisions here. You know, right. Be- right. because we think we're thinking straight, mm-hmm. but we're really not. We're really mm-hmm. operating more on emotion of how do I feel better? Surely some change can help me feel better. Surely some decision may I can make a decision. I can't control this grief, but I can make a decision, so I'm going to do right. that. Right. And it's it's one of our ways of running, but it really does affect us uh, cognitively. It it really upends that normal emotional rational balance for us. Okay. Good. All right. So we know that grief is certainly emotional. And um, what is normal for a person to experience in grief in terms of emotions? What's normal is for people to feel like they're going crazy. Ah, okay. <laughs> I, I, I say that because I think I have heard that from almost everyone that I have worked with in bereavement at some point. Really? Where, they, where they'll touch base. You know, I, it could be as simple as they're talking to me saying, uh, am I nuts? Or mm. I feel like I'm going nuts. Or I just wanted to make sure that what I'm experiencing is kind of normal mm-hmm. because it's not normal for me. You see, when you experience something not normal for you, mm-hmm. then you begin to question whether um, you're crazy or not. The, mm-hmm. the range of emotions is all over the map. Shock, 
abandonment, confusion, relief, uh, anxiety mm-hmm. and depression. That's probably mm-hmm. the two biggies. Um, right. Right. Fear, uh, anger, rage, um, all of those, hopelessness, you know, mm. all of those are, are what I would call a normal range of emotions in the short term, okay. and that's the key. Uh, you know, if, yeah. if we're talking long term, then we need to be concerned. Okay, okay. So what about on our bodies? How does it affect our bodies? Oh, my. You know, studies have shown that grief suppresses the immune system, mm-hmm. and, yeah. you, you know, stress does that. And grief is definitely stressful. So what a person can expect, the, your, your immune system is going to be um, suppressed. You might get sick more often. You mm-hmm. might experience aches and pains that you don't normally experience. All stress relac- reactions like uh, stomach aches, panic attacks, anxiety mm-hmm. attacks, um, mm-hmm. uh, headaches, um, all the things that we would say, you know, you go to the doctor and they say, can't find anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Our bodies typically experience a lot of that in grief, all the way from minor to they, they can be severe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when a doctor says something like, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with you, that doesn't mean you're not experiencing what you're experiencing. What you're experiencing is real. It just doesn't have a root in disease. It has right. a root in grief. Right, 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 and honoring that. Mm. Okay, Gary, we've got about one minute before we go to break. So I want to talk about socially and how important are other people when we are grieving. Oh, they're huge. Other people can make all the difference. They will make all the difference one way or the other. Mm. Um, and some people are not helpful to you in your grief. Limit your exposure to those people um, while you're grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, some mm-hmm. people are very helpful to you in your grief. You need to get around those people more. And some of your best friends may not be particularly helpful in grief. Mm-hmm. And some people who are just on the periphery of your life may really step up and be really helpful to you. Your relationships will change. Why? Because you've changed. Because okay. grief has changed you. It's just all a part of the process. Okay, Gary, thank you for that. All right, the time to take a short break is approaching. And when we return, Gary and I will continue with our discussion of moving forward from bereavement. And I encourage you to access Gary's website, www.garyroe.com, and learn more about Gary and his offerings. It will inspire you as... His website offers a wealth of information and encouragement, and you will understand why Gary believes that healing is closer than we think, and you will understand the power and authenticity of love. This is Dayton Ann Williams with my guest, Gary Rowe, and you are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please. Stay tuned. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Now on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. Prime Purpose Coaching will assist you in creating a path to freedom through answering the questions of your soul. How do I move through the pain of loss or grief? How do I move forward and create an abundant life for me? At Prime Purpose Coaching, we have made this journey ourselves, and it would be our privilege to guide you. To learn more, please visit www.primepurposecoaching.com. We look forward to walking with you on your journey to healing. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps with your host, Dayton Ann Williams. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dayton at PrimePurposeCoaching.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. With me this evening is my guest, Gary Rowe. And Gary is an Amazon bestseller writer. He's a speaker and a chaplain for Hospice Brazos Valley. Gary is known for his statement, healing is closer than we think. And it is a privilege to have Gary with us as he brings his unique expression of healing and authenticity. So in our last segment, we're going to continue with our discussion of moving forward from bereavement. Gary, um, you've produced many resources to help people who are hurting and in grief. And please tell us about those and the variety uh, of information that you've provided on your website, www.garyrow.com. Thank you, Dayton. I, my website in terms of <clears throat> recovery resources is really divided into two parts. One is abuse recovery and one is grief recovery. So uh-huh. uh, just, just going through the grief recovery uh, ones for a moment, um, there are a couple of totally free resources. And uh, one of them is called the Good Grief Mini Course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back to the old Charlie Brown statement, mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. grief. Uh-huh. But, you know, it actually can be good. Uh, but the Good Grief Mini Course is really, um, it's free. It's eight sessions. 
It's an email course. Uh, you sign up for it, and the sessions uh, appear automatically in your inbox once uh-huh. a week, same day. Um, it's usually got a story to begin with, um, some inspiring content. Then it goes into an assignment that is that is usually pretty doable for folks to kind of help them manage roller coaster emotions, help them move through their grief process, and uh, it's got some suggestions for um, thinking and meditation, and uh, also some things to think about for the next week. So, again, that's the Good Grief Mini Course. It's completely free. It also gives people access to me. They can simply respond to any email they get, and it comes straight to my inbox. Nobody else sees it. It's a completely confidential system, and I have a commitment to um, I read and respond to every email. Um, If people could just be patient with me, sometimes it takes a day or two for me to to get back to some emails, but... Uh um, that's one option there. There is another free ebook there called I Miss You. It's designed mm. for the holidays, but mm. it's really good for any time of year because the emotions are the same. Sure, uh, the situations sure. are different, but the emotions are the same. Again, okay. that's called I Miss You. Okay. Um, other grief resources that are there, there are three books. Um, the first one I'll mention is, is the most recent book. It's called Heartbroken. Uh, healing from the loss of a spouse. Mm. Um, you know, this book is really written um, from the stories of widows and widowers. Oh, okay. It's really about their struggles, their pain, their emotions, and also their triumphs, um, their victories in the midst of the grief process. Mm. Um, I found in working with folks who have lost a spouse, but this is true for folks who have lost a loved one of any kind, Mm -hmm. is that we typically struggle with three things, Uh, feeling alone, Mm -hmm. feeling like we're crazy, Mm -hmm. and wondering how in the world we're going to move on from this. Um, What does that look like? So the book is divided into three parts along those themes, and the goal is at the end, uh, the goal was really that people would recognize, boy, I am far from alone. I'm not Uh crazy. I'm just in a crazy situation. Uh Crazy for me, anyway. Uh And you know what? I will get through this. I won't be the same, but I can grow and I can heal. Again, Mm -hmm. that's heartbroken, uh, healing from the loss of a spouse. Uh, People have asked me, is that good for any close loss? And I've had some people read it with that in mind, and they Mm -hmm. have said yes. Um, It's also, uh, you know, it's also proven so far to be relevant if you've lost a spouse to divorce. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, the second book that's there is a book called Saying Goodbye, Facing the Loss of a Loved One. Um, it is co-authored with a good friend of mine, Cecil Murphy, who's a New York Times best-selling author. And when we looked at the grief books out there, we couldn't really find anything that prepared people for a loss. Mm-hmm. There was plenty for after the loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, how do you prepare for a loss? And we're not talking about your paperwork. How do you prepare your heart and mind for what you know is coming? So this book is relevant for people who have a loved one on hospice, who have a loved one who's declining in health, who Mm -hmm. have aging parents. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really designed and written for them. Things you can do before the loss occurs so that you move through this and look back and say, wow, I'm so glad I did that, and because I do, I have a minimum of regret. 
Okay. Now, having said that, Dayton, most of the people who have bought this book, they've done it after a loss. Oh, and what okay. they have said is it's been incredibly helpful for them because they just go back and do it kind of retroactively. The okay. same things. We didn't expect that. But they have said that the same things apply to them, and they've, it's really been helpful for them. And okay. that's saying goodbye, facing the loss of a loved one. It's a small, illustrated, easy-to-read gift book. Okay. Um, the next book is called Surviving the Holidays Without You, Navigating Loss During Special Seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, holidays be it Christmas or Thanksgiving, those are the major ones, but mm-hmm. what about birthdays, anniversaries, mm-hmm. um, you know, all those special days that are scattered through the year. You know, we're bumping into one of those every month. And, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, what do we do? I mean, mm-hmm. most of us sit back and dread it. Oh, no, it's coming. Yeah. And the theme of this book is you can either use the holidays to help yourself grieve and to honor your loved one and love those around you, or the holidays are going to use you. It's mm-hmm. your choice. And it's just so much better if you approach those holidays proactively. The book is very practical. It's, design, it's full of stories of people and what they have done for okay. birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Um, if you go at it proactively, then you get to choose and you get to use your grief to help you heal and to love other people and honor your loved ones. So that's really what that book is about. As well as there's other free resources there, Dayton, on my website, Um, interviews like this one, Mm -hmm. um, articles that have appeared in uh, newspapers or magazines on all different subjects with regard to grief. Mm -hmm. And in in the abuse cover tab, you know, if you've experienced abuse, especially sexual abuse, there's a free resource there called Never Alone, um, and uh, there's also a book called Not Quite Healed, because abuse is, it, you know, it, it is a major loss. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the resources available on the site. Most of all, what I'm out to do with that website is to connect with people and let them know that there's not, they're not alone, and they mm-hmm. can contact me through the website, respond to any email that I send, and again, I read and respond to all of those. Okay, great, Gary. Thank you. And I know there's a con- the contact form is on one of the tabs of your website. Yes, it that, is. That, and, that's how that, and that's how they can contact you directly. That's correct. Okay. okay. Gary, that's, that's just amazing. Um, I tell you what, we, we're, we've got you know, like three minutes and I, I could just go, we could do this another couple of hours, Gary, and I would be fine. I've got so much. But... And that was such a, I felt, you know, when you're describing all of those resources, I felt, why don't we conclude this on what are some of the signs that we are moving forward in our healing process? Oh, boy. There's a bunch of them. But some of the the signs are, there'll, there'll be a distinct difference in what memories do. You know, right after a loss, memories just bring pain and tears, so mm-hmm. many of them. Right. Uh, eventually, they begin to bring joy. They begin to bring thanksgiving. Oh. Uh, as, you, as you see, the pain and tears begin to decrease. Mm-hmm. Now, that, you know, you'll still have those grief spikes. You'll still have those grief bursts and the tsunamis occasionally. That's perfectly mm-hmm. normal. But, you know, you begin to just, you, you quit 
looking in the rearview mirror so much and begin leaning forward. Life begins to stabilize. Eating and sleeping begin to return to normal. Um, you begin to establish new and healthy relationships. Guilt begins to take a back seat instead of, you know, living life in the front seat with mm-hmm. you. Um, mm-hmm. Change becomes okay rather than um, a threat. You become more comfortable with the way life is now. Not that mm-hmm. you don't miss that other person. Of course you do. Mm-hmm. And you still wish they were here. But you, you begin to uh, adjust to this new normal, what mm-hmm. it, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. And you begin to realize, you know what, I'm not going to get over this death. I'm not going to get over this loss. Mm-hmm. But I can accept it. I can move on. And I can still honor them in the midst of loss. And I can still give and receive love. The way I like to put it is the color begins to come back into life. Oh, Just nice. slowly, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while, everything is gray. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, you know, some hues begin here and there. And eventually, life will regain its full color again. But you will be different because mm-hmm. you have grieved and you have grown. Oh, Gary, I I appreciate you joining us this evening and sharing about hope and healing. It has been an absolute privilege to have you and for you to be our authentic guide on our journey. Thank you. You're very, very welcome, Dayton. Thank you for thank you for the honor of uh, being with you tonight. Thank you. Our time this week has come to a close, and thank you for joining Gary and me this evening as we learned that healing is closer than we think, as we take responsibility for our thoughts and feelings and choices and move towards living an abundant life. And please access Gary's website, www.garyrow.com, for information and resources and healing and also for contact information from Gary. He would love to hear from you. And as you continue to walk your path of healing, I wish you well on your journey and leave you with this thought. You are your unique expression of the divine in this time and space. And as you travel your path, may love always fill your heart and light your way. I look forward to next week when we meet again and we continue with our Moving Forward series. This is Dayton Ann Williams with my guest, Gary Rowe, and you have been listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Blessings to you. We are delighted you've chosen to join us this week on A Light for the Soul That Weeps. Next week, Dayton Ann Williams will return with another engaging program designed to help you move forward on your journey. Tune in next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And have a beautiful week.